Summer driving is here, and so are the red-hot deals on the best tire brands at Dobbs. Money-saver June deals on new sets of Goodyear, Cooper, Continental, Michelin, and Pirelli tires. Click on GoToDobbs.com to find your next set of tires today. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today. Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson. I'm Brandon Kylie. It's BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN. We'll play a game of more likely to happen coming up in about 10 minutes or so. 65780 is the air comfort service text line if you have something for more likely to happen. We got one. I love someone just said, I can't be the first to say this, but Brandon should be called Smiley Kylie. No matter what he says, always sounds like he's laughing or saying with a smile, dude, I'm sorry. It's inoperable. You're not going to make it. Worst news you could hear, but you're still sitting there with that big ass smile. <laughs> the text line doesn't like you being happy, man. Hey, man. Uh, I I don't know what to tell you. Gotta get rid pa- of that bird Paul DeYoung, he can't hit, and it's probably not going to work for him. And the Cardinals might never have a shortstop that's starting capable this See, year. You're smiling again. I'm sure it'll be, be fine. Try and be upset every once in a while. Very happy to be joined right now by Chris Kerber, the voice of the Blues. Something to be happy about is what the Blues looked like last night on the ice against the Wild. They are now up three to two in this series, and the team that wins Game Five when they were tied two two going in wins the series eighty percent of the time. Still work to be done, but Thursday at home against the Wild. Should be a good situation for everybody involved. Curves, we appreciate the time as always, man. What stood out to you most about the performance that the Blues put on last night in Minnesota? You know, Brandon, they they, they put on a, a pretty doggone good show. It was a tight game. It was the first game of this series that saw a lead change. If you think about that, with as tight as these two teams are, and statistically even, except for special teams, as they were through the first four games, the team that had scored first had never surrendered the lead. Now, the one game was tied in game four, but then the Blues regained the lead. This was the first time we had a lead change, and we had that two or three times. So, thought a great performance. Uh, they were relentless. They stayed with the program, and eventually Tarasenko was able to break through. And And I, I think as, as uplifting as a win that was for the Blues, I think it's a pretty good demoralizing loss for the Minnesota Wild. Yeah, I'm with you, Curbs. And I played the audio on pregame last night. Greg Wyshynski, who was with us earlier this week, basically said Minnesota missed their opportunity to kill off the Blues in Game 4, and he let them breathe, and they jumped back into this one. What do you mean, BK? What's wrong with that? Somebody else said that, too, on the well, show. Well, no, you never said that one. Curbs, the bigger story for me, at least last night, it wasn't Vladimir Tarasenko. It wasn't the offense, although it was really fun to watch that. But it was Jordan Bennington. And look, he made the saves that he was supposed to make. But I, I, we were more impressed, we talked about it earlier, of how he is able to move the puck. He acts like a third defenseman back there. So I think one of the things that has helped turn the tide of this series 
uh, for, for the St. Louis Blues is the fact that Jordan Bennington can come out and stop just about any puck. Any, anything that and, – and that's one of his talents. It's, it's where there really is a big difference between these goaltenders because when Minnesota was dumping the puck in at the beginning of that game, every single time they did it, Jordan got a piece of the puck. And the difference is, is if you'll, and you'll notice this, when he comes out and he's able to stop the puck, the defensemen are able to stop in the corners of the hash marks. Jordan has the ability to play the puck beyond the other team's forecheck. He can lift the puck off the glass, whether it's on his forehand or his backhand, and he's also got the ability then, if that isn't there, he's a really good passer, and he can pass a seam pass, you know, past the, the, the forecheck of the opposition to a Blues forward closer to the blue line. And I think without a shred of doubt, one of the reasons in these last two games at the Minnesota Fort Check, except for some of the open ice hitting from Felino last night, that the Blues have been able to nullify that is because Jordan Bennington has relieved the pressure on the Blues' D. And that, and that, that was absolutely huge. There was one play where Jordan came out of the net. Uh, this is in the second period. He stopped the puck, made the pass to Scott Perunovic. Perunovic was on the top hash mark along the near wing. I mean, he saved, he saved Perunovic 30 feet of distance of having to go back. And with that kind of release, it changed where Minnesota has the forecheck. Now, look, as good as Jordan Bennington is at that, and I think that's a huge storyline in these last two games, the curiosity going into game six is, is Minnesota going to change up and realize that with Bennington in the net, they can't dump the puck in the same way. If they continue to do that, it favors the St. Louis Blues. We'll see if they make the adjustment. The tough part, Curbs, I don't know that there is an adjustment to be made there. Like that That's the way they play. And if, if I'm their coach, I'm saying, hey, we, this is the way we play, and we've kind of got to go down with the ship if that's the way that this is going to go. Um, I, I don't know what kind of adjustments there are to be able to make, especially with that grief line. Well, so there, there's a couple things. Number one, you know that St. Louis is, is going to have the last change. So if they decide, like they did in Game 4, that they want the Ryan O'Reilly to go up against the grief line, then you know that, that's one thing they're going to have to deal with. But the change that Minnesota is going to have to make if Jordan Bennington is in net is they're, they're going to have to, instead of trying to do the hard rim on the dump-ins and then battle for the puck below the goal line, they're going to have to do soft chips. So when, in other words, Brandon, when they skate the puck up, instead of shooting it in deep, you turn around and, and you just chip it kind of like from the blue line down to the hash marks or between the hash marks, and you lay it into the corner where the goaltender cannot come out and play it. That'll force the Blues' defense to have to turn and go get the puck. Now the defense has their back to the forecheck, and that's a very uncomfortable spot for defensemen to be in. So they've got to change their point of contact. And, again, if they don't, it's a big favor to the St. Louis Blues. But I'll tell you this. The other thing that happened in Game 4, that because the Blues were so shorthanded defensively, I think that there was a massive focus on the forwards to get lower on the play, to get back and help more, to put that backside pressure you know, onto, the, uh, onto the, the, the stick handling of the Minnesota Wild. They, I was curious with the return of Bortuzzo and Letty if that would continue or if the Blues would take their foot off the gas on that one. They did not. They continued it, which was great to see. So I look at that now as being another huge key to game six is those forwards having to continue not just the relentless pressure in the offensive zone, but it's relentless pressure on the back end defending that's really helped the defensemen out. And if, so if the Wild make the one adjustment on the dump-ins, 
the Blues forwards coming lower, being a quick release for the defenseman is going to be the adjustment the Blues have to make. I'm glad you brought that up, Curves, because Robert Thomas said, uh, I believe morning skate yesterday, that you know it just seems to be a little bit more simplicity when they play with 11 forwards and 7 defensemen rather than the original 12-6. to six. Do you think that this can last not just in this series, but if the Blues advance and let's say they do take on Colorado in the second round, can 11-7 work throughout the playoffs? So the Blues have a record now, I believe, of 11-4-2, including the regular season when they've used that, that roster setup. Um, the simple answer is yes, they've done it. You know, the challenge that you'll have, if you can get past if one, it's going to make sense. I, I don't expect them to change that going into game six. And I think because essentially what they've done is they've got a power play specialist in Scott Perunovic. So... He's looked really good up there. So I, I would, and then you know, with some of the health and just where Letty and Bortuzzo could be, I would expect at least tomorrow or through this series, the Blues to stay with eleven and seven. The challenge you have, if you can get out of this series, and that formation in Colorado is the altitude. Double shifting guys in that altitude can wear guys down a little bit. That's a really so good point. While in this series. Yeah, in, in this series, because I don't, I don't think it's going to matter. Like you saw, Robert Thomas double shifted a lot yesterday, especially since Ivan Barbashev was struggling with the defensive zone faceoffs, uh, and, and that's why Ivan or Robert would come on and take a lot of those draws on that Russian line in the defensive zone. Uh, Thomas's faceoff prowess this year has really been a, an upgrade for him. In, in Denver, I just don't know if you can do that and and not have guys wear out a little bit earlier on you. So. I'm really hoping that if the Blues can get out of here, you get a couple extra days with some healthy defensemen so you can go with the uh, the normal 12-6, and six, at least in Game 1 and 2 out in Colorado. Games here in, here in St. Louis, if you go to 11-7, and seven, different story than if you do it in Colorado. Chris Kerber, the voice of the Blues, joining us here on 101 ESPN. Kerbs, i got to give a lot of credit uh, to Alex Ferrario and to Joey, I think he mentioned this as well, who said, hey, can, can Callie Rosen be the Joel Edmondson for this team in this year's playoffs? Carl did I say Joel Edmondson? Mm-hmm. It's close. Very similar. Uh, completely opposite <laughs> players. Uh, Callie Rosen, though, has been really impressive. I thought he had an underrated game last night as well. Uh, do you think he can be there? Carl Gunderson. This postseason, <laughs> I I do actually. Uh, he doesn't have Carl's size, you know, but but yeah, just very steady. And and I thought he played well. I think Craig Berube has really liked his game, and that is why he kind of supplanted Nico Mikola down the stretch there, guys. But I, yeah, I, I do like what, what Callie Rosen has brought. And I think the coaching staff has really challenged him to pick up his intensity, both physically, moving his feet, and engagement. He, they, they said he had to be tougher in front of the net and win some more of those battles net front. And I think in these last couple of games, he's done a really good job of that. So, yeah, I think you have to be really impressed with what Callie Rosen has, has done for the St. Louis Blues because even down the stretch, when the Blues really went on that great run in the final 20 games of the regular season, he settled things down with a very simple game, made the quick play, moved the puck quickly, got it out of trouble, and, and that, I think, helped this Blues team immensely. So, yeah, so far so good when it comes uh, to the Cali Rosen front. Probably not going to be your next Joel Edmondson, though, unfortunately. Curbs, we appreciate the time, as always. Thanks for hopping on with us today. We'll talk to you tomorrow night as we're going to be down at Enterprise Center. I'll be helping out. out Tanner will be helping out as well uh, with the pre, post, and intermission coverage. So we'll see you tomorrow at Enterprise Center. All right, guys, have an awesome day. Talk to you tomorrow night.
For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.